Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. You know, I've played all of the fallouts. I've played it whenever it was basically um, top-down, looking down at it, playing, and then I got to Fallout 3, and I remember thinking, wow, this game is amazing. But the game is also terrifying in a lot of ways. Fallout 3, Fallout 4... Um, even some of the remnants of Fallout 76, even though it's considered one of the worst games that Bethesda ever made, Fallout 3 was really a breakout for Bethesda. Uh, of course, they had made Dagger Falls and Oblivion and uh, Morrowind, but Fallout was a bit different. It was set in the future. The story of Fallout is comparable to that of our government of today, ladies and gentlemen. Frighteningly so. You see, according to the game Fallout, which is an apocalyptic type of game, it's basically end-of-the-world scenario, America is having issues with China. Well, China ends up, according to the lore, and it depends on what computers you're actually reading in the Fallout game, that... Pretty much what happened is, is China sent nukes our way. Nuke tr uh, China tried everything it could to buy up property and land and basically buy out America. And Americans didn't like that. They had issue with China. China nuked us. And we ended up, before getting blown off the map, send out our nukes. And because we sent out our nukes and China sent their nukes, a lot of other countries ended up also feeling anxiety, um, realizing that their countries were going to take a lot of damage, and they ended up basically committing to a suicide pact where the entire world nuked itself, and it destroyed 90% of humanity, and of course the environment, the world, all the great cities, all that. And in the end, there were survivors left. And also a couple different factions. One of those factions being the Brotherhood. Fallout 4 introduces the Institute, which is an underground group of scientists. The Brotherhood is a faction of military people who survived and continue to do that. And all the groups uh, appear on the surface as being evil or corrupt. Why? Well, because the Brotherhood dealt with the military, they didn't trust the government or scientists anymore because they blamed the scientists for creating abominations like synthetics, artificial intelligence, all that kind of stuff. So basically, if you join the Brotherhood, you're going to be taking on many of the experiments that scientists had done, such as the FEV virus, which is, <laughs> it's not so much like COVID, but we can see that in our <laughs> in our current society we do have a lot of mutants and a lot of ghouls they just don't resemble the creatures that are in the game the virus was used in order to basically create a more stronger combatants in the military and in war and uh it created these big green ass monsters that are similar to the incredible hawk it also because of the nukes and the radiation, some humans were uh, basically fried and to the point where they were feral. 
And, of course, there are ghouls in the game, which are people who are still coherent. They just suffered the physical damages, but they still have their mind and thoughts. And due to the radiation in their bodies, they live longer, interestingly enough. I don't suspect that would actually happen in reality if we were nuked that we would have a bunch of uh, radiated geniuses running around or people that would be almost immortal. Well, they're not exactly immortal. They just age a lot slower. And um, apparently, according to lore, eventually they will turn feral like the rest of the ghouls that are out there. It's a fascinating story. It's a story about the incompetence of politicians. And it reveals to us that the governments are corrupt. Um, according to the lore, the government ended up using up all its resources, which then resulted in, because they started getting into socialism and communism, as China was already practicing this kind of thing. The population was out of control. Uh, people began starving. People were hungry. So the crime stats went up. Um, neighborhoods were plundered destroyed all this kind of stuff which eventually after the end of the world we would be left with the descendants of a lot of criminals which would be what are called the bandits and raiders and fallout uh, basically while you're you as the player are running around dicking around with this shit you're going to run into a lot of um, people who are living off the land who are hungry and starving. Now, there's two different groups of people. There are the raiders who are willing to do violent things in order to accomplish getting food and material and property for their own tribe. It's very tribalistic. And then you've got settlers, people who are just trying to live off the land and survive any way they can. And some of these settlers don't want to live in big old cities because... Uh, even in the end of the world, humans, it seems like the more rich they got, the more caps they have, the more corrupt they are. And there's a good example of that in like Fallout 4 with Diamond City. You can see that the bigger the city, the more um, less primitive they get, the more civilized, according to them, that they get, the more corruption you'll find within it. In Diamond City, there's bad cops that are constantly complaining and angry about not being paid enough and talking about how they're not paid enough to actually defend the citizens and all this and uh, they don't really have any kind of uh, military they're using generic guns they wear generic armor and they're expected to protect this baseball field that is now transformed into a city I think that's one of the reasons why so many people out there are able to adapt and find themselves immersively in the world of Fallout because the world of Fallout is so realistic and so like what we're going through in reality. The corrupt cities, the corrupt leaders, most of the storylines in uh, Fallout are about dealing with these different factions of the a former government military brotherhood and the scientists who managed to survive and their descendants continued to 
work underground. The scientists, of course, don't do anything to try to help out the rest of humanity with any of their technology or what they've learned. Instead, they uh, store it and hoard it all for themselves, interestingly enough. And, of course, the scientists are big-time liars in the game, and they use kidnapping, and they take hostages of people in order to experiment on them further. It's as if they don't even... They didn't even learn what the problem was before. That's Okay, what I'm basically saying is politicians and the scientists, a fallout, they didn't learn from their past mistakes. They just continue to repeat it and repeat it. And due to the fact that most of history has been destroyed due to all the nukes and the destruction, the problems they all created... Um, there's no point where they're educated on the idea that what they're doing is just simply uh, destroying the world all over again. It's terrifying. It's scary. You know, a lot of people, they look up to science as though it's God. But if you think about it, scientists are a lot of the reason why we have our problems in the world today. A lot of scientists are political, and if a politician who's extremely rich pays them off and they're willing to lie and they're willing to say whatever you want them to say in the media and most of the mainstream media are activists so they're going to basically go along with whatever the uh the politicians tell them and the people will always remain with a veil over their face and in the dark now that we've talked a lot about Fallout, let's talk about what's actually happening in our real life. Let's talk about the reality of it. Doesn't anybody out there find it unusual that our government wants a massive amount of people from other countries, knowing that a lot of these people are from countries that breed terrorism, they want them to be able to simply walk into our, our country and live. I notice a lot of poor people are upset because they feel that if more of these poor people from other countries are coming in, their welfare systems are going to be under attack. Um, the government obviously is going to sooner or later run out of the resources. And then a lot of people are in Social Security, Disability, and those who get welfare or Medicaid. These programs won't be able to sustain themselves. They won't be viable. And scientists right now, as we speak, are trying to create AI and machines, and they're putting a lot of money into that kind of stuff. And uh, yet, at the same time, there are people who are sick who can't afford the health insurance. There's people out there who are hungry and living out in the street. A lot of uh, over 100,000 migrants who've come over to our country have found that they've been lost. The government didn't keep track, and now we've got hundreds of millions of people running around in our country with no ID, no Social Security, no way to be able to verify them, and they're just all over the place. And then what, what is going to happen, and what we have seen and observed happen, is that because these people don't have homes, and they don't have these supposed dream sanctuary cities that Democrats promised, these people are going to want to live somewhere. They're going to want to eat. They're going to want to be able to have transportation. 
So you got more carjackings, you got more burglaries, more robberies, people running inside of stores and stealing clothes. You got people who are jacking people in the street. Um, a lot of these people who came over, they had no intention of assimilating into our country, and the Democrats knew that. They have no interest whatsoever. Eventually, what will happen is that we're going to have so many protests and so many people standing out in our streets, we're not going to be able to get to work. We'll have to drive over people or through people who decide that they want to attack our automobiles. And the government's going to have to say, oh, we need to hire more of these people and try to give them jobs. And while that's happening, a lot of Americans are going to be put out of work. We've seen it time and time again where farmers and industry and families are completely and utterly removed out of their position for whatever excuse in order to move in a bunch of migrants. So the migrants, they end up getting into their job. And the government and these industries, being the bastards and corrupt assholes they are, they don't do the migrants any better. They lower the price of things and make sure that these people barely make enough money to survive, if possible at all. And keep in mind, a lot of the migrants are breeding like cockroaches, so there's tons and tons of kids and tons of people. And being that our education system has failed, our kids are not being taught morality, they're not being taught the classical, traditional uh, way of life. And the killing just continues and continues. This is what is happening. And then, of course, our teachers are not actually having any intention or desire to teach children anything about math or science or history or, you know, what the truth is about politics. Instead, they would rather talk about their sexuality and their fantasies and have children do essays about uh, you know, what does it feel like? Does it feel funny when your dick is hard? And how to use your vagina properly whenever you're whoring? This is the kind of stuff the teachers want to teach your children. And of course, nobody's doing anything about it. You got parents here and there who are standing in front of a commission or the school boards and nothing's fucking happening due to it. So no education the politics are corrupt and then whenever it comes to our judicial system what do we see there well all one has to do is simply follow the Rittenhouse um, story people just follow the uh, Donald Trump issue right the government is basically spitefully uh, doing everything, everything they can to charge this guy up the ass. They're the ones that actually screwed over the voting system. They're the ones who uh, cheated and did the shit they did. Uh, but they've distracted the American people by causing all these major catastrophes from the invasion, from the constant courts and charging of crime. Every time Joe Biden does something or his son gets caught sniffing coke and fucking whores, uh, somehow Donald Trump ends up in another trial for his life along with his kids and everybody that he knows. And the American people being as complacent and lazy as they are, they're not doing anything about it. We're talking frontline heavy combat. 
Safety protocols disengaged. Even now, there's a bunch of losers over on Twitter who are salivating and excited about the idea that they believe that Donald Trump's going to be president again. But how is that going to happen if the machines that were rigged in the first place still exist and nothing's ever been done about them? The Republicans and the conservatives, the spineless pussies that they are, have done nothing to fix or repair the already broken system. The swamp is still flowing, the current is still hard and deep, and nothing has been done about any of it. So I don't know why there's so many people out there who are holding out this hope or this delusional faith that somehow Trump is going to win. Something tells me that right as the elections are about to come, we should expect a new virus or a new strand of it. We should expect uh, World War Three. We should expect more issues with Gaza and Israel, and we should expect more terrorists coming into our country. And we're going to be seeing the mainstream media pouring out a hundred times worse than what the hell it was before. We're going to see explosions. We're going to see terrorist acts. We're going to see people stabbed. We're going to see people robbed even more often. Just recently, I watched a video where uh, some dark-complected people went into a convenience store. They robbed everybody. And even though nobody fought them or tried to um, give them any kind of hassle back or defend themselves, the, uh, the group who decided to rob the place decided to kill everybody there, including the clerk. They shot an old man in the back of the head. I watched his body drop like a sack of potatoes onto an aisle filled with food, and he hit the ground fucking hard. He was dead before he even hit the ground, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of Jewish businesses and stores that are being attacked as we speak, but nobody's doing anything about it because there's this whole weird... You know, Jews are bad thing, according to politicians and all this bullshit. It's interesting. Our country is literally, uh, we're allies with Israel. But we're wanting to take up for a group of death cult worshippers from Gaza who initiated a war, killed a bunch of people, took hostages. And then after it was all said and done, they said, we're not going to give you your hostages back unless you give us some of your prisoners of war. So basically, we've been trading their terrorists back to them as currency to get our babies back and our infants and our toddlers and the women that they've raped are done. And a lot of those hostages are already dead. They took a woman and they raped her repeatedly and threw her in the back of a truck and drove, drove her through the city as though they hunted a deer and were showing off their buck in the back seat. Then they took a black man, hung him upside down and shit, and basically beat the shit out of him like a pinata. And after he was finally dead, they all applauded and like they were at a crucifixion or something. They took his body down, they chopped his legs off, and then they threw what was left of him into the fucking garbage. So... No matter how many lazy, complacent Americans there are, it's pretty fucking obvious that we're, we're in a war here. We just don't know it. This is one of those quiet wars. 
where we know we're in it, we know we're involved in it, but we want to continue to walk around asleep with our eyes closed pretending it's not fucking happening. Because a lot of us have lived so comfortable for so many years, and we basically lost that survival instinct and that desire to survive and live. We just want to do our routines. We just want to play on our little cell phones. We want to go to work, come home, go to fucking sleep, and rinse and repeat over and over. We don't want anything to do with this, these primitive third world countries who are invading and they're not doing it to assimilate. You see, a lot of you may not know this. Although it may appear on the surface and similarities that Christianity and Islam teaches the same thing, the Muslims believe that God told them that they have full reigns over the earth, that they're, la they're literally the chosen people. So they think that God told them that they could do whatever they want, and anybody that's against God, and that goes for Christians and atheists, agnostics, and people of all different faiths, pagans, are their enemy. Anyone that stands in their fucking way of domination. The sad thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Quran doesn't actually teach for them to do that. I'll tell you what it teaches. It teaches the same story in Genesis of the Christian Bible and Jewish Bible. It teaches that God gave mankind domination over the animals. Well, not domination, but authority and permission over the world. Okay? But it did not say at any time that it was okay for groups of human beings to just completely and utterly um, do this in order to keep power or whatever. That's not the way it is. Now, if you were to get into a mob full of Muslims, they're going to yell at you, scream at you, and beat the shit out of you if you say different, and probably even kill you. When God made man, he told men that they were going to be conscious and sentient, and they would have a lot more qualities than the animals that he made first. Muslims take that as they are given the right to do whatever they want their society in the world. They believe that they are given their abilities and power by God. Now, there are some Christians who think like that. There are some Jews who think like that. But you'll notice a difference. The Christians also believe that they're to turn the other cheek and they're to let the governments and the countries do as they may, let the kingdoms. Jesus said, let Caesar, what is Caesar's be Caesar's, what is God, let, let it be God kind of thing. So basically Jesus kind of gave this opening to Christians saying, look, you know, you can do whatever you want with your world as long as it doesn't supersede God. But the most important thing is to love everybody and to be kind to people and do good unto folks. And the priority is always to love God and do as God says. The Muslims didn't have this kind of concept. They don't even believe that Jesus was anything more than just some guy running around. So. We're, uh, we're in a lot of trouble, folks. We really are. 
we're in a lot of trouble with a dangerous government and history shows us that this isn't the first time this happened okay rome was considered one of the greatest most powerful empires of all times and rome was doing really good they were all about conquering invading countries taking over doing all this shit it was one of the reasons why they ended up in jerusalem it's one of the reasons why jesus ended up dead the religions fought against each other the government fought against the religion and the people and things became very corrupt but even then the government continued to flourish and it continued to wash its hands of all the death and killing that it did even with jesus christ but in the end what destroyed rome was how it continued to mock and attack christianity and attack anything associated with it including the jews and then rome went on to do something else which was its final nail in its coffin they basically suggested that it was okay to have sex with little kids and young people. In Rome, they were big on having sex with underage kids and sexualizing them and all that. And we can now see that happening in some of the most powerful countries in the world, including America. Children are being sexualized. Children are being force-fed this whole sexual revolution that is going on and all in the name of liberation a lot of these people who do this to these children they claim it's about children having freedom and the ability to have the same rights as adults and all this and it sounds all good on the surface but the fact is is they're literally doing this just simply so they can have power over the children they want to take the power away from the parents and the government gets to tell them look you know we can do whatever we want strangely enough while all this is happening there's a huge human trafficking issue that's going on in the world where somehow children are being kidnapped and taken hostage and young girls and then used as sex workers as well as slaves And sadly, just recently, they ended up busting down a big uh, child pedophile ring, and it turned out to have a lot of military people in it, as well as politicians involved. If we look at the Epstein issue, it is believed by a majority of people on all sides that there were a lot of politicians who were visiting this island and having sex with kids and having their way with children and these are the same people who are passing all these fucking laws that indicate that it's okay to do what you want to to kids in school and in the education system there's now according to statistics a lot of young people are not interested in fighting for this country anymore that means that we're running out of soldiers or running out of people who want to actually defend our country. Over 3,000 cops have turned in their badges in just the last year alone. 3,000 cops. Firemen are also quitting because every time they go into an environment, they don't have the cops with them. They go into buildings and people shoot them and kill them whenever they're trying to just put out a fire. So where our society is literally falling to pieces in all the different corners of it. We're losing everything. 
watch your step. We're losing everything. And nobody's doing anything about it. Our conservatives and Republicans are sitting over on Twitter talking about how terrible it is, complaining all day. If you didn't see a verified check next to their name and didn't recognize their names from seeing their face in the media over and over, you would think they were just another average Republican or whatever. <laughs> uh just sitting around complaining all day on Twitter like everybody else does. And you have to ask yourself, why are these pricks, all they're wanting is to tell us to vote for them and give them power and shit. Well, a lot of these people are already in places of power in the government, but they want the grand prize. They want the champion prize. They want to become president. But we've already had tons and tons of Republicans as presidents, and they were fucking weak. They were frail, and they, I mean, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, how many times have you turned on your television and seen the Republicans and the Democrats just sitting at a table drinking wine and laughing and smiling together while talking massive shit about each other on the news? It's no different than WWE wrestling, isn't it? We know that... They'll beat the shit out of each other in the ring and all that. But afterwards, they're going to go backstage and they're going to hold each other's hands and shit. Probably have homosexual sex with each other. They're not going to make any real changes and everything's predetermined. Don't think for a minute that Republicans and Democrats don't fucking know what they're doing to us. Vote for me, vote for me. And even if conservatives and Republicans had some amount of human decency in them, what does it matter? As I said before in the beginning of this video, if the voting system is not fixed, if we don't have some kind of voter ID or we don't do paper ballots, because these computers can be digitally hacked and screwed with as happened last time, then we're screwed. And even with paper ballots, it's not like the government just can't print out more. You know how many times we've had problems with countries and people who managed to duplicate cash and money? It's a criminal act, but people are able to do it. And if people can duplicate money or make it reasonably convincing enough, they can completely and utterly crash the economy. So what makes people think they can't just make fake paper ballads? Paper, folks. Digital's easy. Paper doesn't make it any, like, harder, really, if you think about it. So what can we do? I don't know. Maybe we would have to treat it like the way we do wrestling, right? When the baby face or the heel comes out to the ring... Whatever the biggest pop is, like if Donald Trump walks out and the audience goes, Yay, Trump, we love him. And Biden comes out and only like five assholes who are fucking dripping with retardation say, Yay, then we know what the world wants by just listening to the audience. Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe that's the fair way. But something tells me that the government would cut the damn microphones and speakers and shit so you couldn't hear what was going on or they would just simply simulate a 
a, a fake cheer like they do on a lot of these liberal comedy channels, right? <laughs> you know when one of these liberals on a comedy show do, doing stand-up or sitting behind a desk, you know, inviting guests in, every time they say something stupid, you know, they push a button and then the audience cheers. That's probably what they would do in order to totally fuck that deal up. Mm. It's very depressing. You know, if this would have happened whenever I was still a young man, I probably wouldn't have cared as much. I probably would have been like, you know, fuck it. You know, my life already sucks. Um, let the world just fucking fall apart around me. That was my attitude whenever I was a kid. You know, who cares? Whatever. But now I'm a father and I have children of my own. And I see my children struggling with employment and jobs and shit like that. Because people are being moved out. People are getting fired. Every time they claim that there's some kind of virus in the system. They want to break it down to a skeleton. You know, staff. Get rid of everybody. Because everybody else might just have be sick. And I don't want to put my life on the line a lot of kids find themselves on the highways driving as far out as they possibly can go in order to try to get a job somewhere a lot of kids are wondering why they should even go to college for it spend hundreds of thousands of dollars find themselves in debt just so they can learn how their penis and vagina works and get confused about if they're a boy or a girl yeah that sounds fun or sit in a fucking classroom with someone who hates the very country that they live in, teaching them to hate the country. Yeah, that's going to help you get a job at fucking McDonald's. That'll help you on an application. Oh, I listened to a professor who hated our country and told me how historically my my country sucks and everybody else sucks and how we should just live in a socialist society where everybody gets equal pay no matter if they work or not. Even if someone's doing absolutely fucking nothing, they get paid just as much as a person who's into mining or construction. Yeah, that'll work out real good. I mean, if you knew that, if you knew that someone who sits behind a fucking desk is making more money than you being a cop, why would you even do that for? Why even work if socialism and communism is just going to hand you a, give you a handout, right? A lot of people would say, well, fuck it. I don't need to work anymore, do I? I don't need to do shit. And then you end up with these, what happened in Russia and Germany and all these countries where people are standing in line just to get them a roll of toilet paper. And some people are literally shitting out in the street and pissing themselves. Yeah, that sounds like a fun way to live. And you can understand why young people would gravitate towards the idea. Because at the moment, they're doing good, right? At the moment, they're being given free shit. They're told they don't have to work. They're told they don't have to do anything. A lot of people like that idea. Oh, shit, I'll just sit around and play fucking Fallout 3 all fucking day, you know? <laughs> it's a great game, by the way. I'm not hating on anybody. I love these games myself. But... If a bunch of young people are told they don't need to do anything or put any effort that they're going to make just as much money as someone who's taking fucking bullets, 
then why would they ever choose to do the other thing for you? You'd have to be absolutely fucking stupid. Right? So for most young people, socialism and communism seems like the smart idea. It's the result of it. It's the end of what happens. Communism and socialism always sounds great on fucking paper, but like all governments and any politics, and no matter how utopian something looks, the moment you put some scumbag in power or some idiot in power, they're going to know all the loopholes. They're going to know how to make the optimal manipulation and take advantage of the sheep that live and exist under that power. It's always happened. And it doesn't even matter if it's a government. It could be a church. It could be an atheist organization. It could be any fucking thing. You get the wrong leader. And no matter if you spent 500 years doing great things and paving a beautiful gold road to heaven, it can all go to hell real quick. Because there's a lot of dirty, fucking, dumb people out there who like to see other people suffer. They like to punish people. You'll notice uh, in a lot of these communist countries, the people are suffering and they're starving and they're hungry and they're going through fucking hell. And the leaders are sitting behind these huge tables, eating and drinking the greatest things and importing the most expensive luxuries and food they can possibly fucking eat and do. Joe Biden has spent over a hundred fucking million dollars on some of the dinners and parties that he's thrown himself on the fucking ticket of the American people. Could you imagine how excited the migrants are out there? They're being told from afar that if you come to the country, we'll put you in a home. We'll get you free education. We'll take care of your medical issues. Now keep in mind that Americans don't get any of those kind of privileges whatsoever. Americans <coughs> have been promised for years they're going to get all this great shit, and they never did. Americans pay out the ass. But these people in these other countries, they don't fuck know that. They're being told here, let me give you the coordinates, let me give you the compass, let me give you the GPS and how to get here, and we'll fucking take care of you. But there's one little catch. When you get here, you've got to make sure that you vote. Because we're going to make sure that the voting system is as corrupt and rigged as possible. So get your fucking vote in, because if we're not here then those evil Republicans are going to deport you and take away all your candy and good stuff that we're offering. You understand? So they get here, and then what happens is they'll vote. A lot of them will vote, even if half of them, even if 30% of them vote, they would put the Democrats over. They get their power, they get their corruption, and guess what happens to all those people? Well, just ask the black community and the Latinos, the ones who are homeless and out on the street, the ones who have broken down high schools and middle schools. Their neighborhoods look like a fucking war zone. You can't even tell the difference between it and a third world country. Just ask any of the people that have been here that live in the ghetto or the projects or the poor places in St. Louis or California, all that shit. What's going to happen? 
these people are going to end up homeless. Many of them are going to end up dead. And because there's so many drugs being imported in, it won't take long to get everybody addicted and kill off the fucking people who are unfortunately dumb enough to take the shit. You get rid of your problem. You get your votes. You starve out these people. You make their fucking life miserable. So what? A few innocent Americans get killed in the process. whoop de doo We got our votes. Um, these fucking cockroaches will breed and we'll have more stupid voters that will train in our education system to put us right back into power. Amen. Is it no wonder there's so many atheists out there as well as Christians have become very nihilistic? They just don't even see the fucking point anymore. Why even try? Why, they're, why bothering? For religious people, you're praying your ass off, right? You're asking God, God, please do something because you know you're helpless. You know you're a fucking rat in a maze and you're not getting out. That this world is going to torture you and kill your ass, right? You know this. So you're praying to God and eventually you're going to end up questioning is God going to save me? Is God going to help me? Well, when God finally does decide to make his hasty introduction into the world, it's not going to be good times. Apparently, God is going to end up wiping it all out. And in order to wipe out all these cities and all this shit and all these churches, like it says in the book of Revelations, a lot of people are going to die. In fact, everybody's going to die. And then after everybody's dead, God's going to set up a judgment day and he's going to start collecting souls. Who's going to come in? Who was a dirty smuck? Up, oh, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Oh, you're the church that actually supported the LGBT. Oh, you're the, the Pope who actually had 50 transgenders come into the Vatican and you guys had dinner and laughed together. Oh, okay. You're going to hell, you fucking smuck. Um... Oh, you're the police who just stood by while innocent people were beaten to death in the street? Bye-bye. Oh, you're the police who were there during the J6 videos, and you actually shot and incited a riot by shooting rubber bullets into the fucking audience? Oh, you're the one who took the club and continued to beat someone until they were completely unidentifiable? You're going to hell, fuck face. Oh, you're the teacher who likes to fuck kids. Oh, you're the, you know, people who like to do this and that. So it's not going to be fun. And of course, the Bible doesn't tell us that Judgment Day is meant to be uh, good. Well, it's going to be good for the people who actually kept their morality intact. It's going to be good for the people who stood for God, even though they were silenced and beheaded and chopped to little fucking pieces. But for everybody else, sucks to be you. I remember whenever I first became a theist... When I first really, really committed myself to the idea that there's a God and there's a code and a way of life and principle, principle and ethics and all that, I remember thinking to myself, wow, how am I going to get around the idea of 
there being a hell. That was my biggest issue. What about all the people that I like? What about all the people that I love that are going to go to hell? What about, you know, is it fair that if somebody does something wrong, they get an all, all eternity in hell? As many of you know, I'm an annihilationist. I don't believe in an eternal torment chamber or furnace where an Adolf Hitler-like demon named Satan with horns is literally sitting down there poking you in the ass with a pitchfork or anything like that. I believe that souls will be obliterated. But I gotta be honest with you, folks. After all that I've seen, after all that I've observed, all that I've listened to, I kinda wish that annihilationism was wrong. There's no telling how long it takes for a soul to be destroyed or how painful it is. But I'm starting to sit here and think to myself, you know, maybe there should be an eternal hell. A place where monsters get to feed on your fears and pain and sorrow of all the evil fucking pieces of trash that did the terrible things they did in this world. Maybe there should be a horrible places for the Stalins and the Hitlers and the Gaza Muslims who take machetes to babies. Maybe there should be a place like that. And those who think that it's a turn on to fuck little children, a place where they just get destroyed over and over and over again and squashed like a bug nonstop. I wish that was the case. I wish that the Christians who believe in Dante's Inferno, different levels of hell, different levels of pain and suffering, I wish you guys were right. Because God knows these people fucking deserve it. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll get back to playing some more video games. <laughs> I'm going to be doing um, Fallout Vegas, more Skyrim, World of Warcraft, Starfield. And I'm also going to try out some new games as well. There's a lot of demos and free stuff out there that are is being allowed. I'm going to try it out and you get to hear me talk and, and fucking cry like a baby or in video and, and all that shit. And whine and complain about how fucked everything is. And uh, But at the same time get to watch a brilliant video game in action. Sound good? All right. You all have a wonderful day and God bless.